0: So, so I'm teaching these 14, 15 year olds and I don't know if you know anything about teenagers, but they're dumb and they don't like to re- <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and- Absolutely hate teenagers, but there never was one. <laughs> <laughs> Me too.
2: Welcome everybody to the Eighth episode of the Right podcast because I came prepared and I checked, and this is great. Um <laughs> My name is Greg, and I'm Martin, and we welcome Aaron to the show. Um, Thank on you. This episode, um, who was uh, who graciously uh, agreed to donate a lot of his time. Uh, to us because uh, it's been a rough uh, few weeks trying to set this up and we are again sorry
1: let's not forget adding a lot of patience
2: yes (laughs) indeed um but before we we jump into the questions of which i have many because i have (laughs) your website in front of me um Uh and uh (laughs) And it's and 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 you are a fascinating guy, but first, um, I want to take a Deep moment. Deep breaths, Aaron. Deep breaths. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be painless if you bet it. Okay. Uh, um, but I I wanted to take a moment to address uh, kind of some sad news. Um, Stan Lee passed away. Yeah. And, yes, um, of course. And I mean, um,
1: for for you especially, you're a, you're a massive Marvel fan, so yes. Um, Yes, That's I am. That's probably impacted you quite a bit. But, <laughs> but, but beyond, beyond Marvel, it's... So many creative people have, have taken their inspiration from, from him. And he's, he's touched so many lives around the world over several years. And it's just a massive, massive loss to the creative world, I think.
2: Yes. And, uh, and I thought um, that I don't think any of us would be here um, without Stan either directly or indirectly, Um, Mm. so uh, I was thinking that uh, it would be a fitting tribute if we could just recount like one instance that uh, Stan's work kind of touched us Um, in any way. It doesn't have to be big or it doesn't have to be defining, it's just uh, recount uh, a, a single memory.
1: Okay, who's gonna start?
2: Oh yeah, who's who's who goes first? Well, uh, whoever speaks first
0: goes first. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'll go. Uh, I'm a big, big comics fan myself. Um, I actually started out uh, with Spider-Man, and yeah, like my first first comic I ever got was a Spider-Man comic, um, and I think. Spider-Man's probably been my favorite comic book character since then. I mean,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I will I will admit Batman's up there, but, uh, it's always been Spider-Man for me. And, uh, Peter Parker, mm-hmm. uh, Miles, Miles Morales. Morales, like they're both fantastic. Um, but I, anyway, my Stanley memory, uh, years ago, uh, in a English class at a college, a professor was like, well, who is uh, your favorite writer ever? And I, I couldn't come up with... I, I was like, I don't know, but I can tell you who my favorite character is ever, and it's Spider-Man. And then I had to write an explanation about why this, you know, I mean ridiculous in quotation marks comic book character is a why would I, why i would consider it a literary character and so i went through and i found a bunch of interviews with stanley and i like quoted him and basically proved my point
1: with his words so that was pretty cool
2: mm-hmm.
1: mm, definitely For me, I think um, my introduction to the Marvel Universe was probably the uh, animated X-Men show. Um, Mm. Used to watch that on uh, Saturday morning TV years ago when I was a kid. And uh, as I say, that was my introduction to the concept of the Marvel Universe and these interconnected universes where things, characters from their own stories come in and they they come in and out of the x-men's universe and they they interact with them and just the concept of all of these characters with all of these wide-ranging abilities and they've all got their own agendas and their their own motivations and you've got these these two sides where you've got the brotherhood of mutants and uh, the the x-men but then you've also got Charles Xavier and Magneto who don't actually hate each other per se. yeah they're're they're, they're old friends and they've got this bond of friendship and yet they're just on two different sides of the same ideological coin. Mm-hmm. And it's just everything about it just fascinated me and drew me in so much and that is probably my main Stanley memory.
2: Mm. And. Uh... Yeah, um, I agree with, uh, with both of you. I mean, I, I too, grew up with, uh, with Spider-Man. Um, and, uh, and obviously, the big appeal, I think, um, for, for young kids is that uh, he was the first superhero, um, admittedly, um, who was a teenage boy yeah, um, and uh, mm-hmm. just identifying with his with his struggles um and that the comics were uh, equal part about um, fighting super balloons and the equal part about uh, just maintaining a, a a teenage boy's life that was that was something that um, i I identified with um but uh, my memory is actually. Came after his passing, um, because obviously the internet um, has been flooded with uh, memorials and quotes and uh, all those stuff. Um, and I found one that uh, I think it's uh, I think it's it's the most touching thing I I, I read in a, in a good while, um, and it goes like. Uh, I used to be embarrassed because I was just a comic book writer while other people were building bridges or going on to medical careers. And then I began to realize entertainment is one of the most important things in people's lives. Without it, they might go off the deep end. I feel if you are able to entertain, you're doing a good thing." And that's that's a thought that uh, often comes up uh, in our profession. Let's face it, like, uh, what do you do? I'm a writer. Yeah, but what do you do for work? Um, <laughs> I think I think we all had those those kinds of uh, uh, conversations. And uh, but yes, yeah, then it's right. It's uh, um, being an entertainer, uh, being a writer, and it doesn't matter if, if it's comic books, if it's novels, um, especially writing genre fiction. Um, mm-hmm. It used to be looked down upon, and. Uh, But it 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 entertains people, and that's uh, tremendously important. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely,
1: absolutely, definitely.
2: So rest in peace, Dan, and thank you for everything. And Excelsior, obviously. (laughs) Excelsior, yeah. So back to you, um, Aaron. Um, (laughs) Okay. uh, like like I said, I have your website um, in front of me, and uh, just uh, for and I will put obviously all all kinds of links and and and, and stuff in the in the show notes um, or liner notes. I uh, learned that term uh, recently. Um, but uh, yeah, tell us a, a little bit about yourself. Where do you come from? What do you do? Uh, well. Um... I was, uh, uh,
0: well, I'm, I'm live, I live in Omaha, Nebraska right now. Um, spent my, a good chunk of my childhood, uh, living in various trailer parks up and down the Mississippi river. Um, got a handful of degrees, um, in writing and teaching. And now I, uh i write and i teach here in omaha and yeah i mean i don't know any any anything specific uh, was that good or do you need more yeah no it's uh do you it's, teach it's, writing what's that do you teach writing i do i teach um i teach a creative writing class uh at the high school uh, here, Bellevue West, and I teach uh, writing class at the University of Nebraska as well. And then I, I also teach uh, a filmmaking class, and uh, I run the. Uh, I'm the co-head of the journalism department at uh, Bellevue West, so I run the yearbook and keep the website maintained and all that stuff. So. It sounds like a lot of work, awesome. but yeah, it's 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 fun. I, I enjoy it.
2: Yeah, that's um, I'm uh, that's always the point. It's, if you are not enjoying it, then you might as well not be doing it because uh, right, what's the point? So we started out uh, uh, started out um, when we were when when I first invited you on the show on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really know, you know, uh, what we would be talking about. And <laughs> you said that you're a horror writer, and yeah, that's,
1: that's. I mean, we we rarely know what we're talking about anyway. Greg never does.
2: <laughs> true enough. True <laughs> enough.
1: That's why we
2: we invite people who do know what they are doing and do know what they are talking about <laughs> to mask our um, uh, 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 lack of knowledge or my lack of knowledge. <laughs> um but yeah let's let's start there like um what drew you to horror and and why why are you um why are you working in this genre and not i don't know whatever else
0: yeah um well i could tell you um when i was like five years old i had this notebook and in it i just drew monster after monster after and i would like and some of them would be like, oh, this is a vampire, and this is a zombie, and this is a mummy. And then I would just make up monsters, and I'd write little little bios, like, this guy does this, or, you know, whatever. Anyway, my parents found it, and they threw it away and told me it was evil. <laughs> well, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that... It had the, I think it had the opposite effect of what they wanted because it just made me want to do it even more <laughs> and so and and so and so, uh, so now even when I write something that's not like, I don't, when I like, I don't go into it and think, okay, I'm gonna write a scary story, even when I don't do that, something scary happens in it, like my uh, my novellas that are Graphic novels and um, prose, like combined, there's a, a part in it where the main character vis- basically goes to hell for a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's like, man, I can't, I just can't get away from it. Whatever I write, there's, it just pops out.
2: Um, and uh,
1: maybe we should get you to rewrite Fifty Shades then. Now that what's I that? read. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe we should get you to rewrite 50 shades oh
0: <laughs> oh my god I don't know it's already been now done a would...
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'd give it a shot let's see um what fascinates me about horror writers and 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 the horror genre is uh, that uh, you you kind of from an outsider perspective you have your jobs cut out for you because we are just so very um impervious to to those kind of primal um uh, instincts that uh, used to work like uh, i've uh, i would assume that horror writers 50 or 100 years ago or even more had a lot... Uh, Had it a lot easier, perhaps, because the the audience wasn't uh, so overwhelmed with badly uh, overdone uh, and badly done uh, horror, like uh, in mostly in movies. And I'm thinking about the '80s um, and the early '90s when everything was just um, just put more gore in it. Just yeah. Blood in it, and and we just became. How do you make? And and that leads to, leads me to my question. Like, how do you make a story um, scary? Um, how do you instill fear when we are we have such high uh, thresholds for it? Well, I I think it um,
0: it goes back to uh, H.P. Lovecraft's quote uh, the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown right so
2: mm-hmm.
0: because you know whatever whatever you can imagine in your head is scarier than what's actually there so I think as a writer of horror you have to keep that in mind and I'm not saying you never revealed a villain you know but if you can always keep the reader, the audience or whatever, guessing about maybe not even necessarily, um, uh, what's going on, but like the point behind it too. Like, I I think back to like, you know, I know you were talking about, uh, like slasher movies, like Mm -hmm. Friday the 13th and nightmare, uh, nightmare on Elm street. Um, and they, yeah, they're absolutely played out, you know. And Halloween is a masterpiece, you know. But there's been so many of them, it's like it's kind of cliche now. But I go back to uh, 1996, I think. Uh, Wes Craven made Scream. Have you ever seen Scream? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is a slash. It's it's just a slasher movie, right? But like, and. The blood and gore is there. It's everywhere, but it's unnerving. And, and, cause you don't know who's doing it. You don't know why it's going on. And there are all these different, uh, red herrings. And then when you finally find out, you know, who the, who the killer is, it's almost more unnerving because of how close they were to, uh, uh, Sydney, Sydney, you know. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's a, a guessing game with your readers like you don't want to lie to them but it's okay to drop a red herring here and there a little uh, misdirection you know I don't know I just write down and think what, what, what would scare me
2: and, and then I just go from there mm-hmm. and uh, seeing as how we have a, a, a writer of uh, vampires amongst us Hello. looking at, looking at cool. you Martin um, it's just I, I find it interesting that uh, like science fiction writers don't have to worry about other people appropriating their tools so to speak because mm-hmm. you know if you appropriate a spaceship you are writing a sci-fi so um, but horror writers kind of got sacked like uh, they got uh, um Vampires taken away and werewolves and 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 made it into something that's not primarily horror. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I would I would love to hear both both of yours your views on that because you know one of you is on the receiving end and the other is. Um, like Martin, you don't write horror, uh, but you do write vampires, which are traditional mm-hmm. horror characters. So, this, I, I think it's an interesting dynamic, and I would love to hear what you guys hey, Listen, vampires.
1: I did none of the taking, all right? Vampires were already in urban fantasy by the time I got here. So, get off my back.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, God, I would. I would almost say? I mean, just so you write uh, urban fantasy vampire stories.
1: Uh, urban fantasy, so it's yeah. it's in a sort of modern setting.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, the, I, I think there's an element of horror to that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would, I mean, I would have to, I would have to read your your work, um, but I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to say that urban fantasy is, is, is. So far removed from horror, does that does that make
1: sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly agree that um, it it can be depending on the writer and the way they do it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say mine were very close to being horror at all. Um, I I don't know. I can't really say from the uh, the the point of a reader. I think Greg's yeah. read my stuff. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, uh,
2: but your vampires uh don't like they don't exist to instill fear um as opposed no. to you know uh uh uh, uh someone who who writes writes horror um with vampires who are like not the protagonists or even if they are it's 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 a it's a different focus and it's just interesting to me that uh right now i can't think. Of any genre that got robbed, so to speak, um, as much as horror did. Yeah,
0: like uh, because of um, the Twilight, like the Twilight books and movies, like oh, those too. Oof. Yeah, oof.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I, from a personal standpoint. Um, my partner and I have been watching a, a variety of uh, YouTube videos that yeah, talk about and analyse certain things and certain types of shows that came out after Twilight. Mm-hmm. I can't even am I, bear saying <laughs> the name of that. I really can't. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, the the, the sudden um, arrival of those books and the subsequent films, which were as bad as each other, um, <laughs> then created this this. These bastard children TV shows. You know, you've got things like um, vampire, vampire Diaries, diaries. yeah, yeah. things like that. And it's just drawn the concept of vampires even further out of the horror setting. Yeah, um, I mean, let's talk about one of one of, if not the original vampire story, Dracula. Yeah, The original Dracula, written by Bram Stoker. I've read that book, or at least the, nearly all of it. And it was it was creepy. It was sinister. It was yeah. brilliant, even given how really old it is. Yeah. It was actually a very good story. And Dracula, as a, as an antagonist, was he was a dark and sinister creature. Um, really, not very nice at all. And it it lent the whole book an eerie and sinister feel. Yeah. And then we get Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and well, uh, vampires have gone from being these airy, sinister things to being beings that have this kind of sexiness about them. Yeah, and yeah, well, well,
0: what? I think uh you know Anne Rice okay. kind of made him sexy with a interview with a vampire. Yes, but, yes. But yes. They so were so there was one in between. Me. Thank you very much. But, but they were still monsters, you know? I mean they were still yep. they still they were still scary. Um and then you yeah, uh-huh. know Twilight comes along and I, I I wonder if part of it is, you know yeah. you, like in comics, you always you, how many times have have we seen um villains become the heroes, right? Like you look at like like Harley Quinn or you look at Deadpool and I, I wonder if it's if it's just Society wants to neuter everything that they're scared of, like, like, so.
1: (laughs) That's a good thought. Yeah. Well, let's possibly, but if they have to do it with fucking Twilight, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, part of the reason reason why I wrote my vampire stories was to show people that they can actually be written halfway decently.
0: (laughs) Right. Oh, what? What? One of my, one of my friends. Um. uh So I. I used to teach ninth grade English, you guys, um, and this was years ago. And one year I, I come, I come in. Sorry, just,
1: just a second. For, uh, just a 2nd sorry to okay. interrupt you. But for, yeah. for those of us who are on this side of the Atlantic, what age is ninth grade?
0: Oh, oh, sorry. That's like 14, 15.
1: Right. Now we're with you.
0: OK, so, so I'm teaching these 14, 15 year olds and I don't know if you know anything about teenagers but they're dumb and they don't like to uh
1: and absolutely hate teenagers I never was
0: one (laughs) (laughs) me too and and so one year i come to class beginning of the school year and all these girls are reading this book twilight and i was like what 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 is this you're all reading what has happened um and so i read it and and one of my friends read it too and uh uh she actually uh does the the podcast that i do she does it with me we read it and um it is it is legitimately like poorly written (laughs) like not 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 just not just you know sparkly vampires like what what is that about but like just from a sentence structure and, and and grammar standpoint it's and I don't care if I sound like a, a snob, but it is just—it's bad.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: I, I, from what uh, I've heard, the characters aren't exactly written particularly brilliantly either. Yeah, yeah. Well, what
0: uh, my my friend calls it, um, abstinence porn, is what <laughs> he <word competitive. laughs> Because, <laughs> because you know, they they never have sex until like the very last book and. I don't know. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but, uh, (laughs) see what I did there?
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's just (laughs) terrible. I I actually, I actually, I actually once came across one of the best, one of the best brief descriptions for the Twilight series ever. And it was something along the lines of, um, one girl's constant indecision between choosing necrophilia and bestiality.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I saw that too. And
1: yeah.
0: Oh my god! But but you know, uh, you know, I I I can imagine um, the manuscript came into an editor, an agent, or whatever, and they just saw dollar signs in their eyes. You know, like (laughs) the 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 teenage girls are going to eat this up. It doesn't matter how poorly written it is, and you know they laughed all the way to the bank. (laughs) And eh, can you really fault them for that? I guess I don't know. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, on the other hand, you know, it got people um, kind of interested in reading again, a little bit that... like Harry Potter, which, as a counterpoint, is written brilliant. Yeah. Um, uh, so for that, you know, we can we can thank uh, Stephanie Meyer, um, and uh, and it got a, uh, it it gave a healthy boost to to the genre. Um, yeah well so you know absolutely yeah hey, i think, if that was needed fine
0: mm-hmm. and i do know i do i do have former students that started with twilight and are now you know reading you know good books <laughs> so <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's if that's what it takes you're right that's that's fine um anything to get people to read nowadays
2: right yeah, that's a, that. I mean, Twilight is a sufficiently low bar of entry. Um, and uh, literally anything that comes, you know, like they like it great. They want to read right. something else. Chances are it's better. So <laughs> the only way is up.
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. You know, um, I have to tell you guys, uh, today um, in the United States is Thanksgiving. I don't know if you.
1: You know, that's Thanksgiving today, the day. Oh, yeah. Happy uh, Thanksgiving, Mm
0: -hmm. indeed. Hey, thank you. Um, uh, uh, A lot of states are, or I I don't know if it's happened anywhere officially yet, but Indigenous People's Day, trying to get it, you know, taken away from Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. But anyway, it's it's Thanksgiving. And um, so I made, I'm the cook in my family. I made dinner all day. And while I'm making food, I'm drinking mimosas. So... If I, if I, <laughs> if I get a little inappropriate, or if I slur a little bit, and I need to repeat myself, just let me know. Oh,
1: <laughs> I my mean, you know, like podcast is inappropriate, so I wouldn't worry about it.
2: Now, now, now that you mention it, maybe drinking would, would you know, may, make uh, hosting this thing with Martin more bearable. <laughs> <Try
1: that. laughs> um, so. Seriously. Greg, Greg, if, if we were uh, drinking every time you know, one of us got a little too difficult, I would be drunk five minutes in.
2: <laughs> I right, have, oh have God, no idea what... Again.
1: Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but
2: but moving on... Sure, um...
1: mister, I'll just talk for, for half an hour straight and not give Martin a chance to get a word in edgeways.
2: Um...
0: You are, we... but
1: it's happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys gotta figure I, this
2: out. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we will see a therapist or something. Okay. <laughs> um. So, Martin, before I move on to Dali. the more interesting stuff, at least for me, because uh, I'm not a big horror guy, so um, I, I read the basics um, of uh, of horror, but. Um, i'm not that into 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 the uh, into the genre um partially because there is so much um like low quality stuff out there that uh it, it kind of makes me pause before i i dive into it um but you are closer to this so um anything you want to
1: add or ask uh, actually yes Um, I did have a question that uh, kind of occurred to me um, as we were talking. Um, So, Aaron, I I don't know if you've come across the same saying or comment that I have, Um, but there's a a saying I've seen recently, which is, um, if it doesn't scare you, it won't scare the reader. So I was wondering, um, has there been occasions where you've written things that have scared you a bit as well?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, abs- absolutely, um, in fact, uh, I have, uh, of all the monsters that I, I know of, or have read books about, or written things about, or watched movies about, I've always been really, uh, uh, really scared of zombies, I don't know why, like, I have a legitimate fear, like, the whole concept of zombies just unnerves me, okay, just, I just don't like them. <laughs> And I still, I still, I still, I'll watch zombie movies. I'll read zombie books. uh, You know, I I read The Walking Dead. Don't watch, don't watch the TV show so much these days, but. uh, Hey, hello. Oh, there we go. Um, But, uh, but they scare me. And so uh, for NaNoWriMo, like, I don't know when it was. It was a while ago. I was like, I'm going to cure myself of this fear and I uh, wrote a zombie book and um, I failed miserably of curing myself of that fear uh, the zombie book got published which was cool but I'm still nice <laughs> yeah. I, I, the concept is just I don't know what it is more than anything else it just scares me
2: well facing your fears almost never works out <laughs> like <laughs> right. I have a fear of spiders I uh, decided to face it and sat down to watch uh, Arachnophobia it got worse it's, uh, <laughs> speaking of horror like it's uh, that's, that's that's a brilliant uh, uh, movie not necessarily from a technical standpoint but uh, definitely it, it got the job done and scared yes. me shitless yes, yes
0: and I'm not even that scared of spiders i mean i don't like them but which is weird that i love spider-man but uh but yeah that movie that movie is my wife is absolutely mortified by it she she can't even watch it Uh, like it makes her cry like it's so scary
2: martin you're still here Uh uh-oh did we lose him What do we do do now? (laughs) Well, uh, I don't know. Um, We just keep talking and I will ping him on Twitter. Okay. Um, But I'm still
1: here. Hey, hey,
2: there he is. Okay.
1: I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do
2: anything. (laughs) Well, you didn't respond and I was worried.
1: But I did respond. You said, was I still here? And I said, yes, I'm still here.
2: Yeah, like three minutes later. Anyway,
1: <laughs>
2: don't don't start arguing with me, boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh, I've scared myself righty before.
1: <laughs> How about you? Have you? Cool. Uh, I wouldn't say scared, but I've certainly disturbed myself. Yeah, but yeah, um,
2: on the on the heels of that question, um, is it like? are you scared while you're writing because or or are you scared when you're reading it back and and you realize that is this stuff really in my head and that's just disturbing or i don't know surprising or whatever um so you know or or do you like set out to i'm gonna i don't know write about the thing that scares me and you go in like define defining the thing well that's like with with my book former I
0: did I went in like I knew this was gonna scare me but like I said my goal was to overcome the fear and like I said it failed miserably but um, most of the time for me when I'm writing like the first draft it's I just spit it out right I sit at my Mm -hmm. keyboard or my notebook and I just right 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 right. and um most of it is going to end up in the trash right that's not the part that scares me it's when i go back to start editing and i'm a firm believer that that's where in most cases that's where the art is in the editing and so when i go in and start editing and i think of things that would make it even more scary even scarier or disturbing i was like oh my god did I just really think of that? That's terrible. Why, why would I think of that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and there have been times later when I have like given myself nightmares and, uh, you know, I'll have to get up and walk around the house for a little bit, cool down. <laughs> so I, a little column A, a little column B for me, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and who do you like? Um, do you read outside your genre, or or kind of staying inside the the horror scene? Oh no, I read um,
0: I read everything. Um, right now, I'm reading a science fiction book by uh, Harry Harrison called West of Eden. Have you heard of that? It's pretty old, um, and it's about what if uh, meteor never killed off the dinosaurs and they like evolved and mm-hmm. it's science fiction. It's, it's, it's good. And I, um, I read, uh, uh, the comic book, uh, Usagi Ojimbo. Uh, oh yeah, that's great. I, oh, it's fantastic. I love it. It's probably my favorite, um, regularly. So I read that regularly. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't read just one genre. I think that's a, a recipe for, disaster from a creative level you know yeah i like to read I whatever whatever i mean one of my favorite books of all time is um great expectations which about as far away from horror or any genre writing
1: as you can get
2: <laughs> staying close a little bit to horror um and like i said i don't uh, i don't really know the genre because anytime i try to get into it um i run into some god awful things um, <laughs> and uh, do, can you recommend a few books for someone who, who wants to get into it and uh, beyond like the obvious like Stephen King because yeah. that's kind of a given but yeah. uh, some some good ones that, that may not be as evident as one would think Absolutely. Uh, have you ever heard of
0: uh, "Meddling Kids" by Edgar Cantero?
2: Oh yes, I, I I have seen it. I haven't read it. Oh, it's it's good. It's
0: I mean, it's you know, it um, is a it simultaneously uh, parodies and pays homage to Scooby Doo and, um, <laughs> and 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 H.P. Lovecraft. Like I mean. <laughs> it's yeah it's it's good um, and I, I have a book I don't know if it's considered uh, horror um, but the raw shark texts by Stephen Hall I would consider it horror I don't know if that's where it's put in the bookstores or the libraries um, House of uh, House of Leaves by Danieluski uh, I can't remember his first name House of Leaves by Mark Danielewski. It's uh, about a house that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Which spend a little time thinking about that, and that's pretty terrifying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so well, no, pre- it just means that it was,
1: in, it was created by a time lord, blatantly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so those are those are pretty pretty disturbing, I mean, of course. Uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. those was uh, kids' books, um, mm-hmm. put together by uh, Schwartz. Schwartz. I'm looking at it. What is his first name? Uh, Alvin Schwartz. Um, short stories. It, he he kind of, if I if I remember all right, he he went about writing it the same way that like the Brothers Grimm wrote all their fairy tales. Just kind of went around and got folk tales and. Put them all together, and some of them are just silly, um, but some of them are like, Oh my god, I can't believe this was in my elementary school library. This is terrifying!
2: <laughs> yeah, the Green Brothers
0: are straight up horror at places. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, those are some. Um, Toni Morrison, uh, I don't, again, I don't think her work is considered horror, but uh, some scary stuff in a lot of them. Yeah. Martin, any
2: favorite horror books? Uh, Beyond Twilight. That's a different kind of. That's that a different is, kind of horror.
1: horror. <laughs> I, I've not really read much in the way of horror. Um, ah, there was uh, an author that my my ex was uh, quite into, uh, James Herbert. Apparently, he his work was um, mm-hmm. pretty good horror. Okay. Um but I'm gonna write this down. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the only one that I know of.
2: And uh, yeah my like as we talked um, and 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 I was uh, thinking about kind of how horror works or what kind of effect it has on people. Um, I read the Dark Fantasy by Raymond E. Um, uh the fairy tale. <clears throat> which just made, like, it's uh, it's dark fantasy, and it's sort of urban fantasy um, by, by way of genre, but it made my skin crawl and just made me uncomfortable, and uh, that was a job well done, and I would recommend it to, to everybody because it was just elementally scary. What's it called again? I'm gonna write this down. Um, um, fairy Tale by Raymond e. Feist. He usually writes uh, like epic fantasy, um, the Rift World. Um, it gave me a series, and now he has new <laughs> books. But that 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 one book that's that's set in a modern world, um, like interlaced with uh, Irish or Celtic. Um, Fairy folklore and it's just uh, scary as hell. Before I move on, uh, <laughs> one last question about the horror genre. Uh, about your offhand comment about uh, like uh, or or one of the one of the books you mentioned is the uh, scary stories you tell around the campfire. Do you think that still works? Can you tell? Like, can you scare people? By telling scary stories around the campfire, I think so. I think if the mood is right,
0: you can you can do it. I uh I uh my as as an example, my parents live um like five out. It's like a five hour long drive uh, mm-hmm. to where they live. And uh, a couple of years ago, I was driving my kids down to see them, and they were like, "Dad, tell us a story. We want a scary story." And I was like, "Okay." I told him a story, and I'll be damned if I didn't give them both nightmares. I mean, (laughs) like I didn't intend to, but uh, but I, I, you know, I thought it would be. This is kind of scary, but by the time I was done, my daughter was like, I didn't like that
2: story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so you know. There is the, the you know, when you ask your, um, I don't know, the scout troop leader to tell a scary story over in the campfire, and then it's a whole other thing when you ask a horror writer to tell <laughs> a scary story. Yeah, that
0: was their mistake. <laughs>
2: um, so um, the other topic I really wanted to touch on because it was such a nice surprise. Um, uh, like I said, I... Uh, I, I browse through your, uh, website and I, mm-hmm. it was so good to see that you are active in so many things. Like you, you write, uh, prose, you, you do graphic novels, you do, um, short films, um, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I, I really wanted to get your, uh, take on, on like standing on, on multiple legs and kind of transitioning from one medium to another and what are the what are the things that are the same across all kinds of stuff the essence of storytelling so to speak and how do you kind of switch your brain around to accommodate each specific medium
0: well that's that's a good
2: question and
0: (laughs) and I teach journalism so I know (laughs) um uh, well, I think uh, across the board, no matter what medium you're working in, whether, whether you're writing a comic book or a horror story or an epic fantasy or a short film, whatever, um, uh, a good story is a good story. And the heart of any good story is the characters. Mm-hmm. So if your characters are, are real people then chances are your story's gonna be good. And and I think that's what I look for when I'm when I'm like, if I don't like something and I'm not sure why, like, you know, you ever read something or watch something, you're just like, I, I'm just not feeling this. I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chances are it's the characters. The the characters are are not real. And I think that that ends a story faster than anything that kills a story faster than anything so if you keep your characters real and let them do what they're gonna do because they're real then you're probably gonna get a good story no matter what genre you're in.
1: yeah that's very good advice well thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know i mean i've i've edited uh memoirs and I've edited um, horror books and I've edited fantasy and I mean the one thing that is true across every book that I've had a hand in I like to think is that the characters are real. They're real people and uh, yeah that's what, that's what makes it good. Real people in crazy situations. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, And uh, like when you, when you move from prose to graphic novel or from short film to, Mm -hmm. to prose, um, do you find um, that does it like, do you have to consciously um, uh, switch to, to the new medium or, or is it kind of seamless? Um,
0: Now there's, yeah, there's definitely a conscious um, effort to it. Uh, you know, I, I I learned how to read with comics, and I've read comics since I since I can remember. So, like, my brain works that way. Like, I see panels and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, I have to make a, a conscious effort. Um, it's, it's funny because I have to particularly make a conscious effort when I'm uh, writing a, a script for a screenplay because... Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm writing a, a script for a, a comic book, uh, I write uh, fairly descriptive, um, fairly descriptive descriptions of like what's going on in the panel. You know, yeah. like okay, Spider-Man's over here, and this is happening. When you're writing a script for a film, if that directors, I, I've I've learned directors don't like to be told what's going on um, in the scene. They like to figure it out for themselves. So, like, I make a conscious effort to pull back in my writing when I'm uh, doing a screenplay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. don't, don't describe everything. And, and, and yeah. it's not like I describe every single thing when I'm writing a comic book panel, but, like, I leave it up to the directors. Like, they, they want to have their hand in it, too, which makes sense because... You know, uh, screenplay is not the finished product. I guess neither is a comic book script, but um, I think even more so, a screenplay is not the finished product. Mm-hmm. Lots of hands. So yeah, that's there is definitely definitely a conscious effort to do it one way or another.
2: And uh, do you think that uh, working in so many uh, medium uh, mediums? or media, as it's the proper uh, plur <laughs> of medium, um, does one enhance the other, or do you like uh, find different insights just by switching perspective or, or working in a different medium, and then you know an, an insight comes that, yeah, this, this might work, or this definitely wouldn't work in the other. Oh, What's yeah. the relationship between those?
0: Well, you know, I'm a uh, jack of all trades, master of none, so I don't know, <laughs> I don't know uh, uh, how good I am at answering this, but um, yeah, I think uh, you know, there's lots of stuff that's not going to work um, in script writing, uh, comic book, or or uh, screenplay that just works in prose because you know you can really get inside the characters in a way uh, in a way that you just can't do it in comic books and prose and another another thing that is uh, seems kind of simple but I think it's a mistake all of us make when we're writing comics Um, and I I teach students this all the time um, to remember (coughs) that uh panel in a comic book is stationary, like like that it's you have to you have to remember that like a character can't get out of bed, walk to the door, open the door, drink a cup of coffee, and say hello all in one panel, which is, you could do that in in one scene in a movie you can't or in one shot in a movie, but you can't do that in one panel and I know it seems like really technical, but that's the stuff that uh I've learned in both doing it and teaching it is hard to remember. That makes yeah. sense.
2: Yeah. That's, that's definitely um, what I was thinking. I like, I'm, I'm right now I'm, I'm reading um, a game designer book um, that kind of breaks down game design theory into its very elemental uh, uh, parts. And at the core, it's, it's the same kind of storytelling it's uh it's tension and release it's uh it's uh the structure of rising um, um emotions and all that stuff and it's it's always the the little things and the dynamics between the parts that change um but at the core it's yeah it's character it's emotion um and uh telling a good story um and uh um, and yeah, definitely. It's uh, you. You re- as a, as a practitioner of that, um, you you reinforce me in that. Cool. <laughs> so, Martin, when uh, when that book deal, uh, uh, movie deal of yours comes in, and you are supervising <laughs> the uh, the movie, just keep in mind that uh, some, some some things don't work, don't translate well from the page.
1: I know, I, I, I'm completely aware of that. I'll, I, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that whoever's directing my, the movie of my book, yeah, is is aware of the fact that I want to be involved, but I I, I know where my limits are.
2: <laughs> but it's it's actually very interesting because uh, Aaron, you you are the kind of the first uh, uh, screenwriter who who says that uh, they want to leave stuff to the director and the and the cinematographer. Um, literally everybody else I I spoke to or or read uh, 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 interviews with um, said that uh, they always sit down and uh, they not just write, they direct what they write and they are very particular about how it will how it should be filmed and and, you know, anecdotally um, a lot of screenwriters become directors because they 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 are tired of uh, directors butchering their scripts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, but you know that's just because that's kind of that feels like the majority opinion. It doesn't necessarily has to be um, the the right one or the only one. And and what you said is is actually I, I think it's very. It's 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 really awesome that uh, filmmaking is a collaborative medium, and uh, just knowing that there are lines that you wouldn't cross because you don't want to get involved in somebody else's discipline—that's uh, that's great.
0: And I, I I think it probably for me it probably comes um, from teaching this stuff for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, you you observe what is going on in the classroom and it's basically just the microcosm of you know what's going on out in the real world uh, you, you you see these these students get worked up about their scripts and well this 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 is how it's got to be filmed and sometimes it just can't be filmed that way <laughs> like it yeah. it just can't like there's and I, I just yeah I like to leave it open and see what will come of it you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. uh, you know I've made a lot of my own films and so it's easy for me to say because I'm the director that I've worked with and any other director that I've worked with has been a friend Mm -hmm. so having them like be like well I want to do it this way it's like okay cool try it see what happens I've never worked with someone that's just a, a business associate so I don't know how i would react in a situation like that i'd like to think i'd be you know pretty chill but who knows who's to say (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: you never know how you're gonna react until you're in the situation
2: yeah yeah but that again directors are are usually you know Creative people, and it's a creative effort. When the pushback is probably from the studio because the the big uh, nuclear explosion that uh, wipes out the zombies is just uh, you know three and a half million dollars, and you have a yeah. budget of <laughs> hundred thousand. <000. laughs> yeah, uh, we are approaching the one hour mark, which uh, we are actually. Signals us that uh, we should let our guests go and uh, okay <laughs> um, Martin anything to add or ask before uh, you sign off uh,
1: um, No, no not particularly no, I've got nothing else uh, to add Okay, um then nothing relevant anyway
2: <laughs> then let me thank Aaron for his time again, and uh, I will let my unnaturally um, unverbose co-host. Um, <laughs> that's why we make such a good pair because um, we are uh, opposites of each other. Um, I will, uh, yeah, I will let him do the do the outro. Thanks for having
0: me, guys. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, it well, was... thank you very much for coming on. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh
0: anytime
1: <laughs> it's definitely been a blast yeah okay uh so um yeah uh, this is <laughs> uh, that's very much uh, been everything for tonight um as per usual uh all of the relevant links and information will be in the show notes um you can also contact us through our usual channels um all of us are on twitter um uh, individually and also you can contact us through the at writerings uh, account Uh, we also have um, email available so if you want to drop us an email it is writerings.podcast at gmail.com drop us a line anytime you're able to anytime you like Uh, give us a shout just let us know how you think the show's going any ideas you might have for how we can progress what you think of what we're doing Uh, Just any kind of feedback you want to give us don't forget to rate us on pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast Uh, iTunes the other ones, I don't know what they are I don't listen to podcasts usually Um, (laughs) that's the the, the
2: purity of innocence we do this purity (laughs) of innocence
1: (laughs) absolutely, and we're completely unbiased as well Right. Um, and also why not drop us a uh, voice message on Anchor, which is something else you can do. It's a great feature. Nobody's ever done it for us, but yeah, you can be the first. Um, and yeah, I think that's everything. I don't yeah, think I've share, left anything. share out. the share the
2: podcast with your friends. Yes. If yes. You like it. like if us, if you Don't share like us. it. Share it's it really with great. your enemies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I listened to a couple of the
1: episodes. I like, I, you guys are good. I like this. This is good stuff. Wait, thank you. Well, thank <laughs> you. And uh, yeah, I guess it just remains for us to say um, I have been Martin. This has been Greg, and he talks far too much, so he's not going to say anything now. Um, and also our fantastic guest, Aaron, who has just been absolutely incredible. And we thank him very much. Well, thank you. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um, Thank you very much. And uh, we will talk to you next week. All right. Bye.
1: (laughs) Bye.
0: The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast?